Once upon a time, there were six strangers. Strangers who, despite the best efforts of the coronavirus, got together for a virtual game of D&D. That game turned into another game, which turned into yet another game, which turned into a campaign. By then, the strangers, who had started to become friends, said, Hey, since we're playing and we need those notes anyways, why don't we record it and release it as a podcast? This is the story of the players and the characters in that campaign. This is the story of gold and glory in Season 3, The Shadow Conclave. Okay, welcome to our D&D podcast. First thing you gotta know, we're not voice actors. We're not even actors. We're just a bunch of regular folk who wanted to play D&D during the coronavirus pandemic. Next thing you gotta know, this ain't your run-of-the-mill D&D game. It's an Acquisitions Incorporated game, which means it's gonna get weird, corporate, and have a bunch of acting in-jokes. Last thing you gotta know, it's a homebrew game, which means if you're looking for adventures on the Sword Coast, or in Tal'Dorei, or in Wildmar, you're not gonna find them here. But if you're looking for something a little familiar and more than a little different, onwards to Golden Glory. Now, before we begin, here's a quick character intro, just to help you know who's who. Hi, I'm Selena, a human divination wizard, and I'm the loremonger. Hi, I'm Theo. I'm a human twilight cleric, and I'm also the documenter. Hey, I play Edith, a dwarf barbarian, and I'm the decisionist. Hi, I'm Siona, a half-elf bard, and I'm the secretarian. I am Turin. A dragonborn paladin, and I am an independent contractor representing the kingdom of Lemuria. Hi, I'm Bobo de Hobo. I'm a tabaxi rogue and a freelance contractor. Shadow Council, we bring to you today our fourth official episode of Season 3, A Tale of Intrigue, Adventure, and Corporate Machinations, Gold and Glory, The Shadow Conclave. To my actual right, Selena. Now, last episode, I would say that you resorted to somewhat extreme behavior in order to stop party infighting in the middle of the ship, in the bar, and the religious sermon area. You decided to cast your most powerful fifth-level spell, Synaptic Static, not at one, not at two, but all members of Golden Glory, including three innocent and hapless... But that's because that's the only... I, I, you told me I couldn't avoid them. Okay, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I did give a warning. I said, you know that this could be fatal, and you're like, yeah, that's okay. And and, and then and then I, I I've listened to this part of the podcast several times, right? Because because I'm part of me, I'm in shock because then then I would I would describe what happens with the lizard man. His brain is blown up, and then you would giggle. Right, and you would go, <laughs> and, and, and then I, I oh my god, okay, like it is right there, and sure? oh my god, it's there in the podcast, and then I would say, oh, the the Goliath, you know, he falls to the ground, you know, like basically his brain's blown up, and you're like, <laughs> I don't remember. It is that. there. I challenge you to go back. But anyways, um, are you sure you're not working for the Shadow Conclave? Could your divinations be influenced, nay, corrupted? By a certain powerful psychic presence? Mm. 
Hmm. Tagline. Don't I get to answer? <laughs> <laughs> Knock yourself out, man. <laughs> no. I'm not influenced by the shadow conflict. Oh, you're not influenced by the shadow conflict. <laughs> but that's not my tagline. What's your tagline? My tagline is, will we find a new party member today and will she survive or he survive? Yeah. Okay. You know, like you, you can't make a prediction as a question. Okay. So... <laughs> We shall find a new party member today, and he will be alive. <laughs> there. I, I hope so. <laughs> Anyways, the Jewel of Gypsies, the Diamond of Sivina- Divination, uh, Selena Roma. To my virtual left, Theo. I guess you really like that hammer, huh? I mean, aren't those... Yes, du- I do. Yeah, I mean, aren't those dwarven runes of power something else? Might, oh, guile, else. mastery, and fury, all pulsing and glowing red in the darkness? I mean, who's going to mess with Theo now? I bet you your acolytes, especially the ones that you save from certain death by synaptic static, think you're even cooler than before. Isn't ninth level awesome? Ninth level is pretty amazing. Tagline. Serene's light has guided me and shown me the way. And apparently power is it. <laughs> the theologian in Twilight, the master of the moon maze, Theo Banks. Edith, unlike your teammates, I feel that you alone used your time on, on the sail back to Saltmarsh productively and positively. I mean, aren't you running around, like you're not running around disguised as another member of the franchise, then sneaking away invisible when the going gets rough. You aren't cluttering up the hallways with religious fanatics or casting spells of mass psychic damage at your friends. Instead, you're training the crew helping to fill the empty hole left by Kidness and increasing the quantities of chicken on the menu. That sounds like real leadership to me. Tagline. Maybe I should become the leader of Golden Glory. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the Barbarous Beauty, the Raging Rampager, Edith. Siona. No. <laughs> Siona Starglimmer. What? Absent again? What, what? Sorry? Siona. Oh! (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. I get it. That's almost an inspiration point right there. I mean, we are returning to Saltmarsh. Isn't the whole decision to bypass Lemuria primarily linked to the need to return home and find out what's going on with her friend Timely? Of course. And here we are today after three whole episodes traveling back, sowing chaos and discord, masquerading as Selena, the officer responsible for morale. And where is the lovely Ms. Starklimmer? Huh, I sense the hand of the Shadow Conclave. Anyways, the siren of song, Mistress of Music. See you on a Star Glimmer. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Inspiration. <laughs> All right, turn. For me or for Siona? No, for you. <laughs> You think I'm going to give inspiration to Siona when she's not here? Absolutely not. Um, I had, you know, a basic paragraph for him, but he's not here as well. So we're just going to bypass. And last... Well, we're in dead uh, supply, of course, all the prerequisite time off requests. Because he's a good employee. <laughs> this is true. This is true. At last, but never least, Bobo da Hobo. Bobo, my words to you today are actually very short and sweet. Ready? Join the Shadow Conclave. Tagline. 
In search of gold and glory. Very good, Barb. <laughs> man, are you... Do you work in marketing or something? Like, man, <laughs> you're like spot on on the taglines, man. The thieving tabaxi, the feline fence, the connoisseur of crime. Bobo the hobo. All right. Now... Uh, when last we saw our heroes, before we go into that, I want to award, if you still have room, to Theo, Selena, and Edith for the excellent role play and staying very true to your character uh, motivations and convictions. Siona should get some, but guess what? She's not here. So big shout out to how you guys ran your characters. I think we talked about that at the beginning of the call. So really amazing. And thank you. But outside of that inspiration, what, uh, what happened when we lost our heroes? We had a big fight. A big fight. Was it as big as the fight inside, like, Thule? Was it of that nature? No. It was just an interpersonal oh, fight. interpersonal. Oh. Wow. Because Theo seems... The- you, no, you did not win that fight. <laughs> <laughs> Theo won. That's why he's the leader. Uh-huh. It beat you. I see. Selena won the fight. Reason <laughs> one, okay? I'm okay with that. Reason one. I, I, I do think, well, e- either reason or just fear of, of Selena, you know, d- unleashing another one of those spells. Anyways, um, and then what happened with Siona? What the heck did she do? I don't remember. Well, well, she she actually. Yeah, well, she uh, she <laughs> she definitely did, did that. She, she's trying to blame everyone but herself for her actions. <laughs> That's what's happening with Siona. But but she also masqueraded. Yeah, she and, masqueraded as Selena for the longest time. Yeah, but but what I I distinctly remember is that you know she wanted, and to- then she went and told on everybody to Canty. <laughs> Bit of a tattletale. Yeah, she's a bit of a tattletale. Oh my gosh, yeah. But but see, like, okay. zero could not figure them out. That's right. Was not able. And I mean, it was pretty easy. Whoever is the chatty uh, Selena, very, very simple. That would be the wrong one. Absolutely. Now, uh, Bobo, uh, I think you had some misadventures. What happened to you? Misadventures? Well, I, I, I mean, if you'd it like to call what happened to you a, a, a an adventure, a, a, <laughs> a positive you know, a adventure, positive adventure fight, I mean, sure, they ever, each to their own, I suppose. Did you drown? I did not drown. No. No. I don't I don't know if you can conclusively, you know, come to that conclusion. I, I mean, you passed out, I, failed three successive constitution saves. <laughs> Wobble, you couldn't get any air. It's not a good situation you're in. <laughs> I hope you're ready to roll up a new character. <laughs> I was just taking a very intensive cat nap. Yeah, uh, the, true. True. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that 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 does. I, I mean, you know, how can yeah. we how can we not go with the uh, the 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 cat jokes? I, I have a question for I have a question for Bobo though. Sure. Uh, do you like baths? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. I do. That's really good. Actual baths. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Not 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 baths in the sewer, right? right? <laughs> Generally, that's not not a good thing. Yeah. All right. Thicker baths. Just give it a smell. 
All right, Bobo, you find yourself in, uh, in front of a roaring fire of a, you know, a welcoming tavern. Coming up to you is a human, uh, you know, barmaid, bar, uh, keep, and, and she is coming up and she's got a, a great welcoming smile on her face. And she kind of says, Hello, love. Oh, I love your coat. I never seen that pattern. Is it tabby? It reminds me of my house coat. House cat, not house coat. <laughs> Didn't mean to imply that you were a coat. Hello. Hello. You do speak common. Yeah, um, table for one, please. Oh, sure, no problem. There's one right over here. Just sit yourself down. We got some stuff. Um, what can I get you? Uh, we got like a normal special. Got crumbly pap. We got the spice onion tails in oil. We got uh, fish and brews, fishwife chowder. Uh, we're all out of four, five, four grams firewater, but we got butter pastries as well. I'll take um, the fish stew. All right. And really, how good are the butter pastries? Butter pastries. Love, there are specialty over here. So, yeah, if, if you want that now, you're sure you want the butter pastries as opposed to the normal pastries. Did you not say butter pastries? I did say butter pastries, but I, I just wanted to confirm that's in fact what you were requesting. Butter pastries. You know what? Just bring me the, the fish stew stuff. The fish stew. Okay, all right. So no, no, no butter pastries? You're sure? Yeah, I'm quite sure. All right, that's fine. That's, that, that, that's great. Okay, I'll be right back. Um, and you sit yourself down. And uh, she comes back with a big piping bowl of some wonderfully scented, uh, you know, uh, fish stew. Uh, it kind of, you know, lends itself to this entire area. Um, and where did you guys go again? Did you go upstairs? Why is it whenever we do this, Bobo disappears? I'm up. Put her at the table. You put her at the table? Yeah. Right there, yeah. Yeah, right here. Woo. Okay, once again, I cannot see Bobo. <laughs> oh, there she is. Oh, no love over here. This is your table. I mean, I suppose if you want me to come oh, all the way over there. Sorry, I didn't see that. Just wait a second while I come on over. All right, that's good. It's the stealthiness of my rogueness. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Um, Bobo, what is your passive perception, please? 14. 14. That's actually not bad. Um, so you do see out of the corner of your eye a little bit of kind of movement. And you can see that kind of coming around the edge of the table once uh, the barmaid kind of, you know, moves off. Uh, you can see that there is a uh, kind of large orc warrior. Um, there is a halfling uh, just kind of, you know, moving over and, you know, just like looking like he's hanging out at the table. But you can tell absolutely that they're kind of clocking you. And in fact, near to the bar area, you see uh, some uh, kind of unsavory looking human character kind of, you know, taking a peek in your way. Um, you know, a dwarf kind of rumbles past your area, but you can definitely kind of see that these individuals have uh, their eye on you. What do you do? Have I seen them before? Roll a constitution check for me, please. Constitution save. 
Give me one second. Yeah. Okay. Bad idea. Well, no, I, I, I don't understand the constitution saying you don't like that one. Um, one moment. All right. No worries. So that's a seven. That's a seven. Um, as you bring the the spoon of of the 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 fish stew to your mouth. Uh, your hand begins shaking and trembling a little bit. And for a second, and you feel the spoon kind of slip out of your hand, or maybe your hand just kind of falls to the side. And for a second, your eyes in front of you kind of cloud, uh, and, and you feel kind of woozy for a second. And when you come to, you're like shaking out of it. And you can see that surrounding the table over here, uh, are these individuals. So there's that unsavory looking human. There's the orc just kind of standing, you know, warming himself by the fire. And you're not sure exactly when this happened, but the halfling has got his big hairy feet on top of the table. And he's just kind of lying there back with the, his hands, you know, uh, basically relaxed. And uh, he is, uh, you know, basically reaching for a tankard at your very table. And he's like, well, let me ask you a question, Kitty. You know, there's no such thing as an independent operator in Salt Marsh, right? In fact, this is the empty nest. And you happen to be in my territory. And I would think that you, as a cat, would understand that concept really well. What do you do? How do you respond? Well, I grab my, um, my, my mug or my tankard, my tankard in my hand, throw my feet up on the table, cross my legs, and just stare them down. So the orc comes over to you and leans in really close. Can I ask you to roll a constitution save again, please? That's a one plus what? Five. Okay, once again, the world kind of goes woozy around you. Maybe that fish too is just not sitting very well. But the next thing you know, your eyes kind of come to like you lost time lost. You don't really know what happens. And then, you know, even as you move to put your feet up on the table, the orc moves in aggressively and says, the feet on the table. That's for the boss. You're a guest here. Show some respect. Now, something weird kind of, you know, cringes in your mind, and it's like a deja vu moment. Haven't you just been in this exact same conversation, this, sec this exact same space? And you can see the other human moving in, and on top of the table, the halfling twirls a golden coin between his feet and flips them up and catches the golden coin. What do you do? Um, I excuse myself from the table and go to the washroom. Okay. The and huh? Sorry. So so you 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 begin to move and the orc slams its hands down on the table, effectively kind of constraining your area. And you can see now that the halfling is twirling between his hands a thin but elegant dagger and he's like cleaning his thumbs. I tell you what, 
Let's make a little arrangement. You can operate out of this area, and in exchange, we take our ten percent, adding an additional percentage for the hand. And you get to know Gold and Glory, and get us information about who they are, what they're doing, and what they're planning next. Because it seems to me that they're making some pretty big changes in Saltmarsh, and we want to know where it's all going. Because if we know which way the wind's blowing, let's just say it creates certain. Opportunities. All right. What do you do? You still try to get up? No. Um. I. I. I'm agreeable with him. Say, all right, fine. What is it exactly? Can you give me some more information on what exactly that would entail for me? Well, I'm asking you, as a clearly intelligent member who operates within, shall we say, the shadows, to utilize your discretion as an individual of discerning judgment. Approach these individuals as a neutral party. Maybe introduce yourselves. Get in good with them. Build a relationship, a friendship. Surely there are individuals there who really enjoy kitties and use that, you know, loveliness, the cuteness, this natural attractiveness that you have, and get in close. And just, you know, what we're looking for is information. All information is good, but you know, we already know about a lot about them. We want to know the specifics, the who, the why, the when. And even the how. Get us that, and we've got a deal. How does that sound, Kitty? And, and what exactly would I benefit from this? I thought we have been over this. You I just want to make sure. All right. Well, just let's say it so there's no uncertain terms. If you want to continue operating in Salt Marsh. We're going to look the other way. We are going to ignore the fact that you're not a member of our esteemed August organization, and you can freely act like no one else can as an independent agent. You can do whatever you want, steal from whomever you want, set up whatever business deals, and we'll look the other way. All we need is our ten percent plus our one percent for the hand. And the information you provide, quid pro quo. How does that sound, Kitty? Sounds great. Where do I sign? You really want to sign? You know, put this in, let's say, a legal document, blessed by Verena, and observable by the celestial spirits. I didn't think that that was our kind of way. I prefer to think of it as gentle people's bargains. An understanding between members of the guild that we honor our mutual interests. But if you need to get formal, well, you better call your lawyer. <clears throat> okay. Well, I hold out my paw, right, mm -hmm. and towards him in hopes that um, he will understand that gesture. Just put it that way. Are you basically trying to shake hands type of thing? Is that is that the intent of your gesture? Um, 
in the way of the uh, the particular thieves can't. Okay, got it. Um, yeah. Our secret handshake. Sort of. And and what exactly are you trying to say with that gesture? Um, deal accepted. Okay, got it. All right, and he, you know, subtly, and and you can see actually, you kind of admire the the subtlety of his gestures. Like he's almost not moving at all, but just like the angle of his fingers and the movement of his kind of hands, it elegantly kind of you know translates to that understanding and that agreement. But just as that happens. The doors to the side of, of the, the dining area kind of, you know, fling open and, um, not stumbling, but, but running, uh, you know, in is, is a small elven waif, you know, just a young child, maybe half elven, not really sure. And she, you know, is coming into the place and, um, you know, people's eyes kind of turn towards her and she looks really excited and she seems like maybe she was running and she's like, <sighs> Ships, ships, ships are coming into port. It's the sea ghost. It's golden glory. And with that, we'll switch scenes. <clears throat> Land ho! Um, it, it, the cry comes out, bells being sounded on, on the decks. Boom, 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 boom. And the, you can see all of the crew running around, basically, you know, getting into optimal positions. Um, they're either by the sails, they're by the, you know, different areas to kind of trim and stuff like that. Um, you know that Canty is basically on the bridge and they're basically kind of you know, sailing in. And you guys can actually see as you sail into finally the harbor area and you can see as it begins to clear with mist you can see the edge of that beautiful kind of white cliff that kind of you know uh, creates the edge of the area uh, just entering um, the, uh, the 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 north the north uh, western uh, side of salt marsh and as you do that you can see there is the old and it used to be the haunted mansion that has now become basically the headquarters for drawn enterprises and you can see whoa they've got a lot of new kind of fixings on it. Um, there is like uh, turrets on a central tower. There's multiple levels. Like they've been doing some massive renovations. There's a whole, um, you know, array of kind of stone barriers and fencing and decoratives. And in fact, like it, it's not looking militaristic in any way. It actually looks like really, really nice from a landscaping perspective. There's all these trees, there's flowers, there's stoneworks and statuaries and everything everything like that. And then you can also see, and you remember this also being part of, you know, some of the work that Drebus was doing. Um, and you can see at least four luxury condos that are kind of, you know, built up in close proximity to the drawn mansion. And you can see that there's more under construction. There are like, you know, fences and gazebos and all this stuff. You can see some, it almost looks like, you know, wealthy individuals, like there's a family walking by, there's a little girl with kind of ribbons in her hair and she's running up and down like, you know, the area near the uh, the cliff. And I mean, 
as you kind of sail in, like there's a whole almost like not a gated community, but it's definitely like a luxury condo unit that's being built up. And there's like significant, uh, significant movement. And in fact, you see this large lumbering, um, you know, stone or iron construct that is kind of, you know, moving clunkily and, you know, it's lifting huge pieces of stone and putting them into place and then turning around and it's digging massive things of dirt. And it's just this powerful creature construct that, you know, seems to be helping with a lot of that construction. <clears throat> now. Mr. DM, sir. Yes. Uh, as we sail by, yes, Theo remembers the cave that we exited from in the basement there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, if he looks to where that cave should be, yep, what does he see there? So, um, so you can see that it is basically similar to the state that you remember it in being. In that, you can, and to your like based on your knowledge and your past experience, that was always a bit of like a secret entrance type of thing. And it was an area that people used to gather in secret in order to go on to the sea ghost and, you know, basically partake in, in the casino. But, you know, at this point, like it, it is still in a state of what I would call, um, uh, like disguise, like it hasn't been turned into like a, like a major area. So presumably it is going to be of the same nature where there is going to be a hidden area that you could potentially go in and basically, uh, you know, and, and that would take you into the lower areas of the drawn mansion. See what I would consider to be potentially extra defenses. Make a perception roll. I would be so happy to make a perception check. Perception like insanely high. Yeah, my perception is insanely high. Abnormally high. Abnormally high. And I get to roll these things at advantage. Uh, be a twenty-four. Okay, your very keen perception actually reveals that there are a bunch of basically kind of statues that kind of fall along the edge of a walking path that leads down to that kind of beach area. But to your very keen perception, these are not ordinary statues. They are in fact very gargoyle-like, so stone statues or beasts with wings and sort of these quasi-demonic heads. And for a second, you're not sure. You think one of them moves, their eyes swiveling in your direction, but then it stops. BH30, take a moan. Yes, sir. And, and I explained to him what I saw. I said, this is uh, classified information. Uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, only the board members, right? Only the board members should have access to this information. Okay, very well. What do you wish me to say? Or what do you wish me to record? Right, and I've explained what I just saw um, so that we don't forget later. Even uh, 
Even as you are in the midst of describing and sort of dictating to him, something really strange happens, Theo. And it's almost like, you know, as you sail past a certain part of, you know, m- maybe moving within a certain range of, of, of the cliffside, um, you almost feel this weird almost vertigo, this twisting in your stomach or your insides. And for a second, it's like, say you were in the summer heat and it was really hot outside. And all of a sudden you passed through a, like, you know, a sprinkler that would kind of cast some, 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 you know, droplets of water on you. It's almost like you just kind of for a second, passed into this, you brushed by something, a barrier or, or, or some sort of um, difference in the environment. And it's so subtle, but your insight and your, 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 your perception kind of passes it up. And for a second, it's like your senses are kind of twisted a little bit and you almost feel this kind of weird twinge of, of, of cold or like a shiver, right? Sometimes if, if you're walking down a street and maybe you think somebody is following you, it might kind of ring as a little kind of bit of a spidey sense. It's not quite like that, but it's very similar in that something weird just happened. And it's like you passed through something and the act of passing through is almost like you were in a different place or a different environment. And then you try to look for it again or, or sense it, and you don't feel it anymore. And in fact, I would say, I think, Edith, you also have a high passive per, uh, perception or, or, or rather insight, correct? Who has a high insight? I have just, a high passive yeah, perception. You have a which? High passive perception. Yeah, perception's not quite it in this case. Insights only yeah. 11. I got all that because my insight, passive insight is 22. Yeah, no, no, for, for sure you do. Okay, right. So I'm going to say you're probably the only one. I, I wanted to check Edith. I'm pretty sure Edith has a really high passive insight as well. The bull is not there. That's right. <laughs> nope. No? Three average. Three average, oh. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, it, it, so if that's the case, then Theo, that's definitely something that you perceive. Okay, and with that, um, the, the ship kind of sails past that area, and, you know, within about 20 minutes, um, you kind of coast into the open area of the harbor, and... Uh, Three-zero mark our nautical coordinates. Sure. Can we do that? He can, he can absolutely do that. So he's, you know, getting very busy with that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, the ship is kind of, you know, moving in, and you can see that Canty is navigating towards uh, the dock area. Now, already from this point, as you guys are, are near you can see that a crowd is beginning to basically fill the area next to the dock, uh, you know, of the, co- not, this is not the commercial dock. This is the primary dock within, uh, within the, uh, the, 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 the boardwalk area. So, um, you know, if you want to actually kind of, you know, do a berth there, then you can. Uh, the other option is to kind of sail past and go, you know, northwards to the commercial docks. But, you know, there is an open space and you can see like flat.
flags and stuff. And you can see people like waving and there's like ribbons and stuff like that. Uh, that you, you Siona's going to start doing a performance for oh, everybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, she does that and, you know, it's really kind of, and then you can see people and they're whistling and they're cheering and like they're jumping up and down. Like there's a lot of excitement and you can see like the closer you get, like, you know, you're within now 800 feet, 500 feet, 400 feet from basically, you know, the, the dock area. And there's actually a pretty big crowd of people that are actually starting to come up, you know, towards the area. Um, and I'm going to say Bobo, um, there's a lot of excitement in around the empty nest. And you can see that there's quite a number of patrons that based on the, the, the announcement by that elven waif, they're actually starting to exit the tavern and they're, uh, you know, crossing the bridge northwards to basically go towards the boardwalk. Are we? Go ahead. Yeah. Being the inquisitive rogue that I am, okay. I would like to um, go out there and see what all so there's definitely a huge stream of people and like you can see come on it's golden glory they're coming with the sea ghost and um you know like there there are like a lot of people and they're just basically you know actually starting to run or to walk very uh you know quickly and whether it is like people who are laborers and they're kind of working or it's people who are kind of tourists in the area there does seem to be like this shift in attention where people have all of a sudden realized oh you know there's this new ship that's coming into town and like i mean you have known especially you know uh based based on your readings and in your education and things like that especially in coastal towns it's generally a big deal when ships come into port right because it could mean visitors it could mean tourists it could mean you know a whole bunch of stuff right so like every new ship especially large ones that kind of come in it's it's generally something pretty exciting for the populace and that's probably what's going on here Okay, so crew of the sea ghost. Theo would want to like uh, use thermatology to announce the arrival of the sea ghost and the casino that is opening soon. Uh, we have clearly been blessed by Serene herself, uh, and so please come worship at the temple and leave your donations. All right, give me. No, is going to be open for business. Everyone should rejoice. Okay, give give me either a performance or a persuasion roll, please. And I will say take advantage on it because they're so they're already excited. Sure, I'll take advantage. I'm probably going to need it with a, you said persuasion or performance. Persuasion or performance, your choice. Charisma checks. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you for the advantage because that three is now a 20. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so with that, you know, extra projection from the, from the thaumaturgy, like, I mean, this message kind of, you know, booms out into the area and there is massive cheers. Like, you know, and it, like there's like a whole bunch of excitement. Siona, you can see like, you know, there, there's some gathering in the front there and like they are clearly, they've got like Siona banners and, and, and stuff like that. And it like still, and like, you know, some of them's got like little pipes and they're like, you know, whistling into it. And like, it is like an amazing scene. Like, so she's going to ham up her performance. She's going to flick her, her hair. hair. Yeah. And, and then like, you know, they're like, <laughs> and like, they go crazy. Right. And like, you can see it in some of them. And like, you know, two, like they faint. 
and, and, you know, almost fall into the water. Like they're rescued and kind of pulled back. And you guys actually come in and, poof, and, and, and the seagulls kind of, uh, you know, buttresses up against the, uh, against the dock and the sailors come by and, and they start securing things around the side of, of, of the thing. And, uh, basically, yeah, in front of you, you can see this, you know, ever increasing mass of of people that are kind of coming there and the one thing that you notice for sure like a lot of them have these kind of brightly colored uh cloth masks that kind of you know cover their head and everything like it's not just like you know dull colors like they're all kind of really fashionable and everything like that and it's like these are the ones that we made yeah like i mean and you can see some of the designs that you remember discussing with anders and Mm -hmm. things like that and you know you see here's that colorful one with the flowers on it here's that other one that was more you know aimed at like you know young teens like that sort of thing and like you know a lot of people like almost exclusively are wearing all these masks and there's like you is massive reception for you guys what do you do I guess we get off the ship and go greet everyone. Is there anyone in particular that we know? Like is Anders and um, our business partners, Anders and what's his name nearby? Anders and what's his name? The the, the lizard dude. Who- oh, Tlack Talk. Tlack Talk, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, give me a perception check, please. Perception. Oh, that's not very good. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people. You don't, I, I, you don't really see any lizard men around that you can really see. Um, that said, um, you guys are in the boardwalk area and, and next to it, like, I, I, now the, the boardwalk has been transformed. Okay. So the boardwalk used to be a little bit kind of rinky dink and it had, you know, these little kind of shops and little like stalls and stuff like that. And, you know, like you remember Seabucks being there. There was like the Red Lobster restaurant and things like that. And, but it's been built up, right? Like prosperity has come to Salt Marsh and like, Whatever has happened here, like things are really built up and you're actually, uh, we're, we're expecting, you remember Emka's? Yeah. So Emka's, it was like fetishes plus or whatever. Yep. And she had that grand opening with a, like a big tent thing. Yep. It's not a tent anymore. It's a huge multi-story building. And you can see like, you know, the top of it is, 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 are, are these like, big it's you know kind of a combination between a building and a tent and like these big banners or colorful things are kind of you know waving about everywhere and and you can see this big sign that says mkatox emporium and like this flashing lights and it's like changing like you know going from one color to another like it's it's crazy. What about tlat tlat whatever what tlat locks? Tlat talk? Yeah, tlat talks. You you don't see his little stall, his little ramshackle potion hut thing, his teas and tisans. It's not there. But that's where we're sent selling the the uh, best bowl. Best bowl, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's not there. Is there anything that's replaced it? Um, you know, like, like is he in a building now? It could be. Now, roll me a intelligence check, Selena. 16. 16. That's good enough. Okay. So, you remember the name of Emka's store? Yeah. It was called Emka's Fetishes Plus. Right. Okay. 
It now says Emcatox Emporium. Oh, Emcatox. Yeah, and it's got like Emca, and it's got like an apostrophe and talk. As in Tlactox. As in Tlactox. Okay, I'm going to Emcas then. All right. Now, um, Bobo, you are following the crowd of people that are kind of cramming into the boardwalk area. And, uh, you know, it's, it's actually kind of hard to navigate, uh, you know, amongst all the crowds and stuff. You can see people kind of looking. Now you see this, you know, really impressive looking kind of sea vessel type of thing. Everyone's kind of whispering and, or, 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 you know, there's a murmur and they're talking about the, the, the sea ghost. And you can see that there are some, um, um, uh, you know, it looks like maybe officers of the ship or whatever. They're just starting to get, you know, get off the, the gangplank. There's a very elegant human woman that's kind of dressed in very colorful, kind of almost gypsy-like robes. You can see a very attractive kind of half-elf, uh, in, in a very kind of, um, uh, almost like a pantsuit type of thing. It's, it's kind of glittery, uh, you know, and, and stuff like that. There is like a, a barbarian dwarf that looks incredibly impressive with this two-handed hammer. There is a very handsome, looks like a very tall dwarf, be- big bearded dwarf, and he's got this war hammer and this weird shield that almost looks like a turtle thing. Uh, and uh, there's also uh, a dragonborn also kind of, uh, you know, walking their way off. You can see that on the... Uh, on the top of, of the deck of the ship, there are a bunch of, and you've never really seen these before, kind of uh, constructs like walking around. And there's some little ones that like just appear to be spheres of metal and they're rolling back and forth. You can see some lizard men. There's some Goliath. Like there's a very big motley crew on, on top of the deck. Um, but yeah, you are kind of blocked from getting any closer or you're going to have to do something to, you know, see how you bypass these folks because there's basically big lineups and you can hear people cheering. Some people are like, there's people who are crying out of like tears of joy and like you see somebody faint and almost fall off the, you know, the side. It's a little bit nuts. What do you do? If you don't know, just think about it. And then, you know, I, I'm just going to have you be drawn along w- with the crowd and we can kind of keep them going with the rest of the action. Okay. So rest of the team, like Selena, you were thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm going to go to this store. Yes. Uh, what about, uh, you know, Theo and uh, Edith? What do you guys t- want to do? So just, just a random thought dawns on me as we're exiting the ship. Uh-huh. And I go to ask Selena, um... You can... Do you have magic to make things taste different? Taste different? Maybe prestidigitation, whatever that spell is do called. Do I have prestidigitation? If you have it, I think that one might do it. Yeah, I have... I, let's just read But yeah, let's, let's read the spell for me. Instantaneous harmless sensory effects, such mm-hmm. as a sour sparks, a puff of wind. No. Cre- I can create an odor. Uh, light or snuff out a candle. Clean or soil an object. Chill, warm, or flavor. There you go. Yeah. Flavor. Yes. Okay, off the desk, you are flavoring my food. Am I your servant or something that I have to flavor your food? Take it in forever. Okay, so I guess here's a question, right? So, I mean, immediately almost to, let's say, your your left 
um, you know, kind of a northwesterly direction. You can see that big, huge multi-story building with the big billboard MCATOX. Okay. Yeah. If you go a little bit more towards the, I'd say the northeast type of thing, uh, you can see the boardwalk. And of course, the boardwalk abuts up against like the, 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 the town council. And so, you know, both of those areas and the whole area is like just bustling with people. Well, I'm going to MCAs and talks because I want to know what is going on with our partnership with that talk. Okay. And as a reminder to all of you guys, right? The last time you left, like there were some discussions with Emka to see, you know, what type of arrangements you would have, but ultimately you said no. We are yes. boycotting Emkas because, yes. you know, which is why I want to know why Tlat Talk is now with Emka. Okay, so it sounds like at least Selena is going towards Emka talks. What about other folks? You guys want to? Selena's going as well. They'll say this is business first, food second. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch switch the board here. Okay. So Selena, uh, not Selena, but Siona actually decides not to go because she is just, uh, you know, approaching her kind of fans and she's like, you know, lining up and she's signing, uh, you know, signatures and stuff like that. So she's decided not to kind of come along with you guys at this point. She is promoting tonight's entertainment at the casino, which of course is her. Okay. There, there you go. So, she, so she's doing that. Okay. So, um, I'm going to summon you guys to the board. And you should be able to now see in front of you the, uh, this, this, uh, area. So yeah, you can basically see this, um, uh, you know, you're, you're in, like, the, there are other ships that are, are, are kind of in this area, two large docks that kind of span off to the side. Uh, the whole area is bustling with business and, uh, you know, like, uh, passersby and, and, and things like that. And you can see essentially this large multi-story area everywhere around the perimeter of it. There are kind of individual shopping stalls. You can see one that appears to be selling, like, fresh fruit and things like that. Another one has got, uh, it looks like a knife sharpening location. Like there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, so again, you guys are in control of your characters and you can basically take them where you want. And obviously if we're going inside the building, just let me know and we can kind of go from there. Okay. So you're there. And, and then I, I guess Golden Glory uh, guys and, and Selena, um, you actually noticed this. That same tabaxi that you saw in your vision, the one that was left like almost half drowned inside some sort of dark subterranean area. You think that this has got the same build, the same markings. Uh, it's actually very distinct because, uh, th this, this, this tabaxi creature is very, very tall and, and quite skinny, right? Like six, seven or, or, or so. So it's very noticeable that th this person is, or, or this, this individual is kind of coming up to your area and, uh, is, uh, coming up to where Theo and everybody else is. What do you do? Um, which one? Siona, I think, is the one that recognizes, right? Selena would be the person who recognizes. Selena is the one who recognizes. Sorry, that's what I meant. Okay, so, so then uh, Bobo... Oh, she, oh, I'm sorry, she's not there. 
That that's correct. Yeah. You, you, uh, so, okay, so I apologize. I was waiting for someone who doesn't. No, no, no. That, that's that's fine. It's understandable. Okay. So, uh, Bobo, do you do anything in particular, or what? Do you say something? How, how do you approach this group? Because I mean, you are kind of coming out of nowhere, and they don't know you per se. Right. And so I was going to start a conversation with Theo. Okay. Say, hey, listen, man. I know you don't know me, but I have skills that can benefit your organization. He'll reach into his documentsy bag and pull out a, an employment application form. <laughs> yeah, you can fill this out. We'll review it. I prefer to show you rather than for you to read what I can do for you. Make me a persuasion check. Make, me, make you a persuasion check? Yes, please. Okay. It's a 17. A 17. I guess I take a look at this tall, lanky tabaxi and think to myself, there's uh, definitely a unique quality to this to this cat person. And, uh, and I say, okay, well, impress me then. Think for a moment. And... Uh... Guide them stealthily. I have that. My, my code is a stealth code. Right? Your code is uh, a roll of many eyes. You can see things. Yeah. So I I use the code to see things that are happening at the farthest point that the code will allow. Uh-huh. And I report that back to Theo as a reconnaissance kind of skill. That's just one of my many skills. Okay, so roll perception with advantage, because I believe that's what the cloak allows you to do. Plus four. Plus four. That's a a 12. That's a 12. Okay, well, I'm going to say that um, there's nothing (laughs) particularly that impressive about what you've observed, and sort of what the tabaxi is describing is what you can already see with your own senses in this area. Um, there's nothing in particular that really stands out per se. Although, um, you know, you, um, you do describe some, uh, you know, delicious odors that are coming from the uh, eastern edge of the building. It looks like kind of behind there. And uh, the rest of you, that's not really something you noticed, especially with the scent of the, uh, of the, of the sea, uh, in, 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 in the water nearby. Like that's more like fish and, and weeds and stuff like that. Uh, but only when, uh, the tabaxi kind of points it out, you're like, Oh, that's kind of fresh baked bread. And, you know, that's got to be some sort of melted cheese dish. And boy, does that actually smell kind of yummy from here? I asked Bobo, from here, tell me, what is the best thing they're going to serve there? The cheese Danish? The cheese dish. They have a specialty cheese dish. Eat it. Do you feel like cheese? (laughs) Chicken. It's chicken covered in cheese. Chicken covered in cheese? Yes. Just yes. Okay. So, (laughs) Edith... And Theo, we'll, we'll take uh, 
Uh, Selena with us. Just we'll go into the shop in a moment here. Just want to check something out here, and we'll go over to see if there is in fact a delicious chicken covered in cheese. Okay, so if you guys want to come over to the back of this area, um, uh, you can kind of uh, yeah, you want to come over there, and so I'll. Kind of. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you go directly east towards the other end of of, of the uh, of the uh, the the dock, then yeah, you can absolutely do that. Okay. And and I tell Theo, I kind of put my hand on her shoulder and I said, "But they don't just serve this dish to anyone. You have to know how to ask for it." And then I go with them. And try to persuade this cook, the, 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 this restaurant, to make this dish that they don't have. Okay. So, uh, you kind of, and again, it's, it's like these open air terraces that are inside. So guys, come on over. I'll actually move you guys further up so you can actually see this. Okay. And let me see, we've got all the characters. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so this area, it's kind of like a patio. You don't see a lot of people there because it's really just getting started. It's kind of brunch time type of thing. Now, for sure, for sure, and Selena comments on this as well. It's like, you know, this restaurant never existed. And you can see a big sign um, outside that it's kind of like hanging from the top. And it says the... The Lusty Mermaid on top. And you can see that, you know, the patrons are just beginning to do. There is a server on the inside, and it seems to be on the outside of the building itself. Um, now, from this area, you can't exactly see the sign for MCATOX from this area. Um, but, you know, like the restaurant does appear to be at least attached to it. And so that's kind of unusual, especially relative to some of the shops and stuff that were in this, this, this stuff before. You really don't remember anything like this ever existing before. And there are quite a number of, of, uh, you know, patrons over here. Okay. So Bobo, um, you know, you kind of approach this gate area and, uh, you know, it, it does look like, uh, it appears to be open. And uh, a server kind of uh, comes up to you and it says, uh, Oui, monsieur. How can I help you today? Welcome to the Bus de Mermaid. Very slyly hand him, uh, go in my bag, grab a couple of gold pieces out of my bag. Uh huh. And I go to shake his hand and leave the money in there. And I said, This beautiful. A uh, young lady over here would like uh, chicken and cheese, and she has a very specific diet. It's the only thing she can eat, and I know you guys make a phenomenal chicken with cheese dish. Okay. So please hook her up. Now, are you trying to um, not reveal the fact that you're bribing this individual to Golden Glory? Yes. Okay, I need you to make a sleight of hand check, please. Sleight of hand versus deception. <laughs> oh, that's a good roll. Hold on a second. Uh, My passive is 18. <laughs> so, sleight of hand, I have a plus 8. Oh, yeah. And that's... And that's a 19 plus eight. So that's. A okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's very, very smooth. And like, like the, the server guy goes, 
Of course, monsieur. It is understood. And you can see, like, his eyes kind of, like, glint. Like, you're giving this person two gold, okay? For a person who's just your average server, like, they might get a couple of coppers. If they're lucky, they're getting a silver. So you've given them what is almost, like, the entire wage that this per person might get in, like, a year and a half. So they're, like like really excited and they, you know, kind of run back over to kind of see the cook. All right. So, um, yeah. Um, are, are you guys actually going to, you know, go eat right now or like, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you yeah, I'm curious to see if they really do have uh, <laughs> cheese covered chicken and Edith is hungry and she's been asking for chicken for a long time. Okay. And Bobo's going to check out if there's any chicken of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> they most definitely have fish, um, you know, for, for sure. Like, I mean, any type of kind of seafood and stuff like that. The one thing that they don't really seem to have a lot of, and you're not really sure why, is like shrimp. So, I mean, there's fish dish. There's even like, you know, some shellfish and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, there's even like a seaweed salad and like, you know, everything that's kind of conceivable that comes from, from, you know, fishing and things like that are, are, are there. But what seems to be very inconspicuously absent is actually shrimp. Like there's one shrimp thing that you can do with like a cocktail shrimp that's kind of in like a tomato sauce and that's it. It's like one shrimp. And so it's not really that fantastic at all, but everything else is wonderful. And I would say, um, Edith, like you've never had chicken like this before. And this is like the best chicken dish ever, right? It kind of, you know, comes in and it's like steaming in this little platter. It's got this like rotational bit of, of like a bowl on the side where they have cheese. And then basically you can take your spoon or your hands or whatever, and you can take the cheese off to the side and you can put it over the chicken and it kind of melts on top and it forms like a crust. It is ridiculous. It is so, so good. Have a bite and tell her to remember that taste for the rest of her life. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to ask the waiter. I want to say, you know, the last time we were in Saltmarsh. Of course, monsieur. Uh, there, it was uh, like in this spot where this building is, there were two different places. There was uh, uh, MK's fetishes and then there was Plaktok's. Uh, potions. Oh, you mean Monsieur Tlatok, the new partner oh. within MK Talks Emporium? Is that who you speak of? That, that is definitely who I speak of. Well, yes, he is very famous, very successful within this joint partnership that they have, you know, taken up over the past few while. They have been selling like gangbusters. There is this wonderful, you, you know, you must know of this. It is called, uh, uh, there is, uh, 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 what is it called? Best Bull. In fact, we can order you some over here because they make it right on the premises and you know Monsieur Tlactoc he is very much part of the operation they make it on the spot no problem and they've even got new flavors they've got the you know this boysenberry one they have this other uh, sort of wild cherry blue raspberry they are really yeah, innovative yeah, yeah. give me a best bowl give me the most popular flavor that, you, that sells here that's, that's the one I want to try 
Okay, well, we can do that now. I will say, monsieur, you look like a gentleman of discriminating taste. Are you looking for the premium product? Because there are the best bull that, you know, most people get. And these were the ones that were so useful in, you know, dealing with the Kabama virus as a sort of medicine, you know. But there's best bull gold. And that is not so... Uh, affordable, so it is only the very wealthy and discriminating who are able to imbibe of its glory. And, and what are we talking about for festival gold? Well, you know, for you, since you have done such a wonderful, uh, you know, uh, appraisal of, of our, you know, specialty dish, this, uh, you know, chicken with cheese gratin, uh, I think we can get you a special price, uh, two gold per bottle. I'll take a regular best bowl. Okay, that would be one silver, but no problem. And uh, would you like one of the new flavors, the boysenberry, perhaps? The most popular flavor that you sell. Very well. That is most definitely wild cherry. And here, uh, I will bring... Now, what about the rest of you? Do you also want uh, these drinks? Uh, you want some of the best bowl? Eating with chicken. Okay, that's cool. All right, so... Is that goes well with chicken? Oh, you are talking about the premium tasting service. Absolutely, we can do something here. It is a light, it's almost, you know, it's, it's, it's sour apple with a hint and twist of cinnamon. It's going to go wonderfully with your dish. And then, you know, he basically kind of comes back with some best bowl. Now, uh, these are definitely your product. Um... And you can see before before we get him back. Yeah, while he's away, uh-huh. I lean over at Bobo and say, you know, secretly, I would really like a premium vessel. <laughs> you got a this one? Uh, one will do. You sure? Well, one for me. If you want one, that's your business. Yes. Go ahead. Order whatever you want. No, 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 no. I don't want to pay for it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, it's, uh, <laughs> excuse me one moment I go work on that for you thanks no worries alright so Bobo tell me what you're doing in order to acquire this premium best bowl so before so I get up and I look around to locate where it is and um Oh, we start there. Look around and see where it is. Yeah, look around and see where it is. Okay, you're going to have to give me an investigation roll, please. Well, that's good. I know. Oh, that's a 21. Okay. So, I, I mean, you do a little bit of a search in the immediate area. You kind of, you know, stroll up to the bar and you kind of, you know, oh, can I have, uh, you know, like a, a bowl of milk type of thing. And, you know, while they're kind of uh, giving you that, you actually check sort of beneath the counter. There does appear to be like a locked, almost like a, a fridge or something like that kind of behind there. Um, but, uh, you don't see, like, you see, uh, like, definitely Best Bowl, uh, products over there, and they're all kind of or- organized really nicely and stuff like that. There's wine, there's beer, there's spirits, all those. But you don't seem to be able to see something specific that is called Best Bowl Gold. 
Maybe it's located in a different area or maybe they'd have to go inside to the, the other kitchens or something like that to locate it. You're not sure if it's over here unless you want to actually break in somehow to that safe. Um, I want to use, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'd like to use my thieves tools. Okay. First check. Right. Now, here, here is, here is the challenge, right? So, I, I mean, if you were to take out your thieves tools and just start going in and using them in kind of broad daylight, people are going to see that, right? And, and there is definitely a bartender over here, uh, who's behind this area, you know, behind the bar. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, busy kind of wiping some plates and stuff like that. So you're going to have to do something. Help me understand, you know, what you're doing in order to ensure that you can pick that lock without being seen or being observed for what you're actually doing. Okay, so uh, I was trying to get at your end so we could take a look at the bar. Well, so so a couple suggestions, right? So you could potentially distract the bartender. Maybe you could flatter him or something like that. Or, you know, like you basically have to get him to move away or you're going to have to go stealthy so that you're hidden in the shadows. And even while he's there, you could maybe, you know, sneak in and see if you can, you, you can pick the, pick the lock or whatever, right? So you have a couple of options. It's really up to you how you want to approach it. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to either distract or hide, uh, from the bartender in order to get access to that, uh, to, to that, uh, you know, locked, uh, fridge area. I'm definitely going to want to find. Okay. So give me a stealth check, please. The 12. Okay. I'm going to make a roll for the bartender. And uh, yeah, no, the, the bartender's pretty busy and stuff like that. He's like, hey, Jean, give me this dish number two, uh, poutine. Uh, and uh, he is he's moving over to the side. And uh, yeah, you seem to have hidden from him quite successfully. And that uh, sort of uh, fridge area is, is kind of below the area of the bar. And you're able to kind of, uh, you know, get up uh, nearby. What do you do? She'd like to do a lockpick, I think. Okay. Yeah, one second. Now, I'm, I'm positive that as a thief, you would have proficiency with the thieves tools type of thing. So that would be a dexterity plus, what would it be? It would be like a plus eight. Okay. And that's coming from proficiency plus. Plus dex. Plus dex. Okay. All right. So give me a roll. Yeah, 14. 14 total, eh? Yeah. So you know what? It's not a complex lock to be honest. And, and so it's nothing particularly difficult. You do kind of, you know, click on it. Um, but as you do, you manage to kind of pull the lock open, but there is a noise. And all of a sudden, you know, the bartender, he kind of turns uh, 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 around and he is kind of, huh? Oh, okay. I need you to make another stealth check. What do you do as the bartender turns around? So I just pop back over the counter. Okay. So are yeah, you're you're still trying to stay hidden, right? Yes. Okay, so give me another stealth check, please. Yeah, that's an eleven. That's an eleven. Hey, what what are you doing here? This is a forbidden. Okay, and all of a sudden, and you, the rest of you guys, you kind of hear this, and uh, he's like, "Hey, you are not allowed back here. Come back." And he actually runs around and starts uh, chasing after you. Clearly, he's seen you, and he is angry. What do you do? Oh. Um, 
I was looking for the litter box. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean litter box? This this is not some sort of menagerie. This is the lusty mermaid. This is the bar behind it, and I am Alphonse. How dare you come over here and you try to 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 defecate behind my bar? Out! Out with you! And he reaches for your scruff, and it looks like he's going to try and grab you. And I... So, so, I just, uh, kind of quickly turn around as he grabs me by my scruff. Okay. And I stick my rapier up to his neck. Whoa. And stare in his eyes. All right. Um, roll me intimidation with advantage. Now, I'm going to say the rest of you at the table, you're seeing all of this happen. So 15 plus 4 is a 19. Okay, he's like, oh, 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 monsieur, monsieur, there is no need for for that. Uh, If you are looking for the the litter box, I suggest maybe you go down to the beach or something. There's a lot of sand there. You can go. Uh, There are also... Uh, washrooms inside MKTOX. If you wish to go there, I am not going to, to do battle with you over here. I am just tending the bar. I was surprised, monsieur, when I turned around, there was this noise, and all of a sudden, you were leaping over the side of my counter. What did you expect me to do? Now, please, I don't mean any harm. Please, d- d- could you put put that, that pointy thing away? Theo will, will kind of walk up to the... Uh, seeing that uh, our, our friend has gotten caught, right, and kind of chuckle and say, uh, uh, well, you know... <laughs> Sorry, our, our, our kid, our, our cat friend here is a little skittish, as cats tend to be. Um, sorry, we're a good man here. Uh, and I hand him, like, uh, five silver. And this is uh, for your troubles. We really mean no harm. Uh, I apologize, and I will take uh, Bobo back to our table. Okay. And before you do that, as you're talking to him, yeah. Bobo eyes uh, a thing of milk and grabs it from behind the counter and walks away. Slight a hand check. Okay, you managed to kind of snag, like, you know, he's a little bit flustered and stuff like that. He's also, like, you know, looking at, like, five silver pieces for, like, not even doing any work type of thing is quite a bit for him personally, so he's actually really excited. And so just for... Like, a rapier was just drawn out. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, he's, he's definitely a little bit flustered on on that side, so... Is Selena there? So, yeah, you're absolutely there. Now... Uh, to 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 kind of state and and you know we're we're not here in in the map itself. I'm going to assume you're you know in the restaurant you're eating and things like that now. Because I would have wanted to go see Plat Top. I understand, but as a group, you guys okay. you know said, "Hey, Edith is really hungry. Let's go ahead." Now, the important part here is that that Tabaxi is the same one that you saw in your vision, the one that was like six point seven feet, uh, you know, uh, high and things like that, the kind of weird purple markings on the gray tabby fur. So this is definitely it. Okay, so if I would have recognized the tabaxi when I first saw... I wouldn't know if it's a him or her at this point, right? Because he has uh, introduced so, himself. Well, yeah, but but you definitely felt the him, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I would think you know from a gender perspective, okay. sure. Okay, I would have actually. You know what? Make a animal 
handling An check handling to see check? if you can actually, or medicine, either or. Animal handling is plus one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> either one's bad. Yeah, okay. There, okay. <laughs> Ooh, dirty twenty. Okay. Yeah. Like, so you know, it's male. Now, okay. um, it was a bit weird. Like, it didn't introduce itself. Like, hi, my name is Bobo. It's like I have skills. <laughs> it was. It was a little bit weird. <laughs> but, but, anyways, okay, that's fine. So, okay, so I would have surreptitiously uh-huh. shown Bobo the amulet oh. because I would have seen the amulet on. Except I don't know he's Bobo, but I would have shown the tabaxi, uh-huh. the amulet. So, Bobo, that is very, very telling. And you are a little bit caught off guard when this human woman in the colorful, uh, you know, dress, she kind of, you know, shows you off to the side a little glint of an amulet that is very similar Almost identical that the one that you were given by Tickelectri. So I w- want to know um, how she acquired such a beautiful piece. All right. I got it from my mother. How did you acquire? Did you? I I think you have a similar piece. How did you acquire yours? I I acquired mine from my mother as well. M- make a deception okay, check. Make a deception check, please. <laughs> and Theo, it is like it is lying. <laughs> it is not telling the truth. And uh, Selena, okay, if you- we don't. I, Theo may not know this yet. What's that roll total? Hold on a second. What is it? Deception. Deception. Oh, fair, fair, fair point. Fair point. One second. Yep. I closed that one. Uh, okay, I got it on the under skills, deception is a plus twelve. Wow, that's a twenty-six. Okay, so your passive. No, it's a lie. Okay, yeah. Um, do do you want to do an active uh, insight? A, no, insight, no. No insight. Okay, well, my uh, deception's pretty good, but not my insight. My- <laughs> okay, so yeah, roll roll actively to see whether or not you beat that twenty seven. Yeah, this is an interview process, so I'm that's that, that's that's fair. That's fair. Okay, okay. My insight's only plus one, so okay. no. there's no way I can beat that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a plus twelve on this roll as well, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> nope. All right. Yeah. A, you, you, yep. She. Yeah. Her mother clearly <laughs> gave her the amulet. <laughs> oh, so you know what the amulet means then. I know what it means to me. What does it mean to you? Well, no, you have to tell tell me what it means, what the meaning of this amulet is. Do you feel like you need to tell her? First of all, I guess it's the first question. And two, do you actually know? I don't know if you do. Um, trust is earned, my dear. Not freely given. So you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, did I say I didn't know? <laughs> well, if you refuse to answer, that means you don't know. That That is Karen's, or or rather Selena's, intuition. Yes. Right? She's saying you don't know as, as, as a test, right? Right. Whether or not she actually knows, is another, that's another thing. I mean, you want to join our group, right? So we have to trust you. So you tell me 
what the amulet means. Trust, my dear, is a two-way street. But you came to us. We did not come to you. And then Turin, the dragonborn, kind of, you know, his nostrils flaring, his uh, wide, uh, you know, uh, reptilian wings are kind of flexing a little bit and kind of saying, yes, trust is a two-way street, but you have approached us out of nowhere in this city and for some reason are trying to join us. Why should we accept that as face value? You must understand that it's not every day that we encounter people who just come up to us and offer their skills. This is most unusual. See, you obviously know about us, but we don't know anything about you, like even your name. So, Selena, we are famous. But that's my point. She, he knows about us, but we don't even know his name. So we need to be able to trust him. So if you want to talk two-way street, start talking. Yeah, let's start with your name. My name is Bobo. Hi, Bobo. Did you get me what I asked for? You did not. I ran into a technical difficulty. <laughs> oh. So, so maybe you're not as skilled as you say you are. <laughs> you can see Turin kind of smiling and smirking as well. I have I, plenty of useful skills for a worthy group. Well, there's no one more worthy than me. <laughs> or more humble, apparently. <laughs> yeah, humble went with the way of the hand warhammer, apparently. <laughs> Why... Are you interested in us? Because you're golden glory. Well, we are. That's true. So and because this is this is Theo. Uh, and 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 truth be told, I knew that right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Truth be told, I didn't want to admit this, but I have idolized Theo. And I know I'm not, I'm not surprised really. Selena just rolls her eyes. Follow in his footsteps. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? No. I bonk people in the head. Wait, are are are, are you? How many followers I have now? Are you another? Green looks the light of serene. I growl at you. <laughs> are you another cultist? Says says Turin. Oh, sorry, sorry, Theo. Acolyte. Sorry, sorry. It's his <laughs> old habits die hard. I would not call us cultists. I would call us of one mind. <laughs> That's what a cultist Praise is. Serene. <laughs> Praise Serene. Okay, so so Bobo. Uh, I I have pretty good insight. Do you actually praise Serene? <laughs> who would not? Who would? Cross the mighty serene and pretend as if they praised her if they didn't. But I agree, but you would also know if you're lying, probably, unless you roll really well. <laughs> okay, deception check. Uh, deception check. You had 12 of that. You had 12 to yours too, though. 25, what do you got? 15. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you sir. say the right words, my my cat friend, but uh, I don't feel that it is in your heart yet. Oh, please, 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 show me the way. Allow me to follow in your footsteps, oh glorious one. All right. So um, I, I will I will pull out a, like a scrap paper and I will start to draw like you know the moon, and the cupped hands as as Serene's holy symbol. Okay, and then I'll pass you another one and be like, so, like, let's learn the symbol first. Theo, do we really want to do this now? Okay, probably not. We'll do this later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the meal kind of wraps up, unless, Edith, you want to continue ordering more of this chicken. Like, it is honestly really, really good. You can remember the taste of this chicken, right? Who, me? Yes. Of course. I know what chicken tastes like. It's Chinese chicken. This chicken. Of course. <laughs> Listen, kid, I can order you, what, five more if you want for the road? What do you think? Just put in a good word with your group over here for me. Uh, one box of chicken to go. <laughs> <laughs> one chicken cheese gratin coming up. All right, so. A box. You, you, yeah, you. you he actually, you know, like they're being really, really generous because I mean, you know, he got bribed with two gold pieces. So like you not only get like one box of chicken, you get like five boxes and they're all like really especially gift wrapped with like, you know, bows and stuff like that. And they put it in this nice like Emka Tox Emporium paper bag type of thing, you know, for you to go. And I have thrown in a, an extra, uh, you know, uh, a best bull as well, the boysenberry. This is one of our up and coming most popular flavors. Okay. Okay. So. While while everybody's eating, who's what's the name of this guy who's serving us? Oh, it's Jacques. Jacques, I want to talk to Jacques. Hello, madame. Hello, um, Jacques. So I see that you've got this restaurant with Emka and Talks. Who do you work for? Oh, well, of course, we are under contract as part of the joint venture arrangement, and uh, M- Madame uh, Emka. And Monsieur Tlactoc, we are we are serving underneath their corporate auspices. And which corporate auspices is this? Well, I do not know. I just work here, Madame. I am only a server. I I do not know the inner workings of their business. But if you maybe talk to the proprietor of the Lusty Mermaid, I'm sure that person could give you more information. I, Jacques, I only work here. The Lusty Mermaid. The Lusty Mermaid. You saw the sign, yes? Oh, that's the name of the. Restaurant. That's okay. the name of the restaurant. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it's hard because there's this big, like, statue, like a, a wooden carving. And of, who of, is the proprietor? Oh, well, she is not here right now, Madame uh, uh, Karena. But uh, if you want me to put a word in for you so that you can have this investigation. But you know what? Madame Emka and Monsieur Tlactoc, they are inside Emka Talks Emporium. Why don't don't you just go speak to them? Well, I was just trying to find some information because Mr. Talk is supposed to work for us. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> oh, uh, yes, uh, you know, Madame, I am sorry, but I, I do not know anything about these things. As I say, I just work here. I am a simple server. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm going to go in and uh, find Flat Talk. 
and scene. Okay, that's a wrap. This concludes part A of our episode. We hope you're enjoying the adventures of the G-Team as much as we're enjoying making it all up as we go along. Part B will resume in our release next week. In the meantime, have a great day. Stay safe. And don't forget to love each other. See you next time on Gold and Glory. (laughs) 